Welcome to Prosperity Talk with the financial prosperity coach, Christopher Music, who has been a featured guest on CBS, NBC, ABC, and Fox affiliates, sharing his 20 plus years of experience in financial principles and how to apply them to your life and business. Welcome to Prosperity Talk. This is P. Christopher Music, the financial prosperity coach. And I'd like to congratulate you for taking steps on the route to financial prosperity by listening to this show. You know, I created the show so that you can learn the fundamental laws of financial prosperity summarized in a body of knowledge I put together called The Golden Route, 21 Principles of Financial Prosperity. As a financial prosperity coach, it's my job to align correct solutions to help you improve your overall financial experience and help you achieve real financial prosperity in your household and your business while you live your art. With this show, I've decided it's my mission to bring you amazing content by interviewing innovators and experts that are truly rock stars at what they do. These professionals will share their experience and knowledge as it relates to the 21 principles of financial prosperity so you can apply them within today's economic and financial realities. So today we'll be discussing the golden route principle, commit to financial education. And I have some very special money experts who will be sharing their experience on how to have meaningful money conversations with your kids at any age. But first, let me give you my perspective on this vital prosperity principle. Committing to financial education means more than simply taking an accounting course or learning how to balance a checkbook. It's about really learning the basic principles and natural laws that govern the subject and really cutting through the fog of all of the financial press out there that gets us to go uh, far afield of these basic principles. The most important thing here is to be able to actually learn enough to discern between what's a fundamental truth and what's just mar- a marketing tactic. So today, I'd like to introduce you to my special guests. This famous couple, with their 38 years of combined financial planning experience, have been regulars on national TV and radio and speak internationally about love and money. They launched their trademark brand, The Money Couple, and have dedicated their lives to helping couples bring love and money together with the Five Money Personalities program they developed. Recently, they started focusing on helping parents understand the money personalities of their kids and how to have meaningful conversations with them about money with a new book and program. I can attest that many of my clients have found their program to be helpful and effective in learning how to communicate as a family about money. So I'd like to welcome to Prosperity Talk, The Money Couple, Scott and Bethany Palmer. Well, thanks for having us. It is absolutely great to be with you. Okay, guys. So what I'd like to do today in the short time we have is to interview you on the prosperity principle of committing to financial education as it relates to helping our listeners understand how to have this meaningful money conversations with kids at any age, okay? Sounds great. Sounds absolutely awesome. Good. So let's get right on the topic. As many already know, you are the creators of the five money personalities and have written four books for couples about how they can talk and agree about money. So what prompted you to recently write a book for parents about their kids? Well, inside our loving and uh, money community, we just had a lot of parents coming to us and saying, hey, you know, we're getting much better at talking with each other. We're using the money personalities to understand to have a better relationship. But how do we start talking to our kids? How do we engage with our kids in a way that they can feel heard, but just as important, we can feel heard? And so that really put Bethany and I on a, a pretty interesting journey to say, hey, do these, how do these money personalities that we created, how do they, how do they apply to kids? And then how do we use the kids' money personalities to speak to them in a different way 
so that we can actually be heard and can really actually educate them and actually put them in a position to really succeed financially. So that's, that's the journey that we were on for two years as we wrote this book. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting because the, the, you assume that your children are just look at money and spend money and save money and take risks with money and all the different ways that you can work with money in the same way that you do. But it's interesting. We have an ingrained way that we were born with our perspective of money and understanding your child's perspective of money is absolutely key as you navigate them through those murky waters of finances. And it's such a great foundational way to start. And, you know, I've experienced that, too, with uh, the, the disconnect between parents and their kids when we try to do financial planning for them. And they have all of these originations that are just very interesting, to say the least. So why is it so important for parents to really understand their money personalities? Because if you can understand their money personality and you can speak to them in the way that they can be heard then you will absolutely be able to speak to them. Let me give you a great example. Let's say that you have a child who likes to spend money. And uh, we, we have a money personality, so that's called a spender. But let's say that your child is a primary money personality of spender, and your primary money personality is saver. So you are constantly nagging at this child. Why don't you save money? Why, don't you, why does all the money that you get burn a hole in your pocket? You know, those kind of, that nagging that goes, that does not teach your child anything. But you start to really understand who they are. Okay, they're a spender. I've got to adjust my words a little bit in order for, the, for them to hear what I'm saying. So trying to give a spender and put them on a budget is really challenging. So using different words like, hey, let's put together a spending plan instead of a budget is going to mean something to them. We have a child whose primary money personality is spender, and we talk about that all the time, spending plan. Well, does that work with your spending plan? Oh, no, it doesn't. Okay, well, I want to spend that later, so I better make sure that I save some. And it's just learning little tricks like that. It's not hard, but it's really opens your eyes to who they are and helps you get and, and really be able to speak into their life. Great. Now, can you just briefly go over these five money personalities, just quick bullet points so that our audience can, can track with you when, when you talk about these different money personalities? Absolutely, we can. We'll just quickly go through them. But here's the important thing to note is that everybody has two of the five. And most people can identify what their primary ones is, but they need a, a little help and assistance in determining and confirming what their secondary one is. That's why we put the assessment together. And, uh, but the five are, first is a saver, and a saver likes to spend money, um, likes to save money on themselves, but they also like to save other people to save money as well. So savers are all about saving. The absolute opposite of a saver is our second one, which is a spender. And spenders love to spend money, spend money on themselves, but they also love to give gifts. That's one of the kind of highlights of a spender is they really love to give money. You know, those people that they, you say on an invitation to a party, no gifts, please. And it's like they can't help themselves. After right. that gift. So um, that's saver, spender. Next one is risk taker. These are the entrepreneurs of the world, the people that um, want adventure, chat, new, new, exciting things right around the corner are always happening and they're making happen. Then the opposite of a risk taker, and the fourth one is a security seeker. And those are the people who don't necessarily want change, like a plan, like to have everything in place, total plan in place. And that's very different than a saver. A saver isn't willing to spend any money to have things in place. A security seeker is willing to spend money 
to, to have a plan. And then the last one is one we call a flyer. And the reason why we have this last one is because these are the people who fly by the seat of their pants when it comes to money. Money is not the first thing that comes to their mind when they're making a decision. It's more the relationships. So, for example, if you ask a flyer out to eat, they're not going to care where you go, how much you spend, how much you don't spend, and all that. They're just going to be excited to be actually with you in that relationship. So those are the five. And, again, it's really crucial to understand the dynamic of both of your money personalities and both of your child's money personalities and understanding if they, if they have what we call the opposite dynamic because that helps you navigate, navigate them as well. Wonderful. So th- thanks for sharing that. Now, this new book for parents is broken down <clears throat> into three kid age groups. And I'm sure you did that for a reason. So tell our listeners what those three age groups are and the rationale behind organizing it this way. Well, it's the, way, the, way, the reason that we did this was because what we did was we broke it down from ages 5 to 12. Then we went from 13 to 18 and then 18 and beyond. Because what we found was parents were dealing with different circumstances and dis- different issues with their kids during those time periods. So we spent a lot of time talking to parents, talking about their fears and, and watching our own kids as they went through these different, these different seasons. So what we found was from ages 5 to 12, as a parent, you're really battling entitlement, especially Americans, because I we have this. money yeah. and, you know, we will buy our kids uh, a candy at the checkout. It just sometimes it doesn't even register, but what we're doing is we're doing an awesome job, especially between the ages of 5 and 12, of, in, of raising entitled children. So what we did was we broke down five different things, the big five, we called them, everything from allowance to the give-me's to extracurricular activities, the holidays and birthdays, and then even dealing with grandma and grandpa. How do you not raise entitled children? And these seem to be the big, the kind of the big issues that they were facing. Then what we did was we went to 13 to 18. We now have a 14-year-old or a 12-year-old who's just about to turn 13. So we were in the situation where what are we realizing with our own teenagers, but what are we seeing with our friends that have teenagers? And what we found was that's really when we train them to either be materialistic or not be materialistic. And so we talk about things like, you know, discretionary income, technology, social life, extracurricular activities, and actually talking to your kids about planning for the future because college is right around the corner. So the 5 to 12, entitlement. Then we work from the 13 to 18. We talk about materialism. And then 18 and beyond. Now, 18 and beyond is where we train our kids to be financially dependent on us for the rest of both of our lives. I don't want my kids living in my basement when they're 35. And so what we did was we dove in. And we talked about how do you raise kids that are financially independent from 18 and beyond? How do you deal with their first, you know, their first apartment, their first week at college, their first in life? How do you deal with debt that they've accrued? How do you deal with lending money to them or sometimes when not to lend money to them? And the big, one of the big ones is moving home. We've got 80% of college grads moving back home. And, and Christopher, as the professional you are and, and helping people understand how to, how to marry their wealth and their passion and their art, probably having your kid move back home wasn't part of that overall picture. So how do we as parents make sure that they, we've, raid, we've raised financially independent kids? They're going to be able to succeed, and they're going to be able to look at the principles that you're teaching your clients, and they're going to be able to look at their mom and dad and say, hey, I want to be like them. I want to be financially independent. I want to go after my goals, my passion, and my art in life. 
that's what we're raising. So we don't want our kids entitled. That's what we do from 5 to 12. We train parents how not to let that happen. We don't want them to be materialistic. That's why we're their coach when it comes from that 13 to 18. We don't want that. And then how do we've got these 18 and beyond, 80% which are moving back home, how do we train parents? to teach their kids to be financially independent. And that's what this book does. Wow. I am actually impressed. I know we've talked about this before, but I never got it in those terms. And uh, <laughs> what a tool to help help financial advisors everywhere have these conversations with their clients, because this is an epidemic Absolutely. Uh, 80%. problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's amazing. So I know we've talked about this before, just in conversation, but you, know, you talk about using candy as a great way to see your kids money personalities play themselves out, especially when they're younger. How did you come up with that method? Well, it was interesting. We have a lot of people asking us if the money personalities are, are you born with them or do they change over time? And we've had a lot of adults who say, well, I, you know, I, I save money now and I didn't used to save before. So does that make me a saver and things like that? And what we said is that, you know what, it's actually you're born with them. And the way that we really discovered it, it was actually kind of by our own children and seeing how they eat, we, they got a bunch of Halloween candy. And each of our children handled their hand, Halloween candy very differently. Our oldest is a risk taker, security seeker. So he would trade it, would try to trade it with his brother, that risk taker. You're like, okay, well, I'll trade you this Reese's for a Snickers, you know, that kind of thing. And he was just like, it's like the minute he got it, he was starting to do that. But he also had it all like in piles. He had like all his Reese's together, his Snickers together, his, you know, hardball candy together. I mean, all the different, all organized. That's his security seeker. He had a total plan in place. So we could see that. And then our oldest, who's a spender security seeker, he eats his so fast. That's what a spender does. Spender likes to, you know, do take money and they like to spend it. They like to take candy and they like to eat it. So he he is super fast, but he also had it all again, set up in piles, just like his brother. So we saw, I said, I remember I said, this guy said, look, their money personalities are coming out even in the way they're eating this candy. And then we thought back to ourselves. I mean, I'm a risk taker spender. I mean, I'm a spender risk taker. So, and when I was young, I'd eat my candy really fast, and I would try to trade it with my brother. So, and Scott had the same kind of scenario where he would eat it fast, but he had a total plan because he's a spender security seeker. So it was just fascinating to us how even as a little child, you don't teach your children to do that. They just do it naturally on their own. Now, the thing that's interesting about the money personalities is that if you are a very well-rounded person, you'll learn the, the advantages of the money personalities that you're not, and you will try to apply them to your life. So, for example, I'm a spender risk taker, but I've got a great savings plan. I mean, we, we take money out every month because I know that that's important. And if I don't just have it taken out and put right into the, the savings account, the retirement accounts and all those things, it will be spent. So I, I have to know that about myself, and I've got to add some savor into my life. I'm blessed to be married to Scott. He's teaching me about being a security seeker. And then both of us, from time to time, will say, you know what, we need to just be a little bit more flyer about this whole situation and and really be more focused on the relationship than the money. So it's just interesting to us that as we grow, we want to have a little bit of all of the money personalities, but identifying where we are from a very young child can be as seen as easy as looking at how they treat their their Halloween candy or Easter candy or 
actually any gifts that they get as well. Now, that's fascinating because you know, as you give that example, I find that I'm certainly part spender somewhere <laughs> in my in my own money personality. Just the way I, I devour candy is just terrible. Anyway, so uh, you talk about these this money personality assessment. Now, tell our listeners a little bit more about that and really how it works for kids. Absolutely. So we put this money personality assessment together for adults. We've had um, 60,000 people in the last two years take this. So there's hundreds of people on there every day that are learning what their money personalities are so they can apply it to their relationship and save their marriage. So what we did was we said, how do we, how do we restructure this for kids? You can't have an assessment that a seven-year-old can take that's really going to apply to a 14-year-old. So what we did was we created three new assessments. We actually created the assessment for the 5 to 12-year-old so, 12 so you can get online with your kids and take the assessment. Now, the only way you can get the assessment is by buying our book, and there's a, um, there's, um, a kind of a scratch-off thing, almost like a lottery ticket, and you scratch that thing on the, on the back page of the book, and it gives you five free assessments. So let's say you have a, a 5-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 18-year-old. You're going to want to go in and individually do those assessments with them separately. And we have had just amazing feedback because people are really learning what their kids' primary and secondary money personality. Now, here's the cool thing as we train parents with this book. When we address the, let's say, 5 to 12, let's say we're addressing the give me's because we don't want entitled kids, we actually give you the conversation to have with your child that is a spender risk taker. So we break it down by their money personalities. We've made this thing so applicable. It's such a great thing to give um, clients or for you to pick up with your own kids. And so, and then we've got the one when you use the free assessment, it'll say as your kid, you know, 13 to 18, you click on that and they have their personalized assessment. And then you have the personalized assessment for 18 and beyond. And so the assessment is totally 100% custom tailored to those age groups. When you buy the book, it's for free, and we give you five of those free money personality assessments. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. Now, uh, can you give me an example of how having a parent and, and a child each understanding the money personalities, and, and tell me an example of a result that's been gotten with that knowledge. I, I'll give you an example of my own, uh, my own 12-year-old. So he is a primary spender, secondary security seeker. And, just like um, you. I know, like father, like son <laughs> with that one. And um, he does, he's terrible at saving money because there's not one part of his entire DNA that tells him to save even a penny. And so one of the things very young, when the kids were young, about four or five years old, I said, hey, listen, I'm not going to buy you a car, but I'll match you dollar for dollar for a car. So you have the opportunity to spend money when you turn 16 for your first major purchase in life, and you can go out and research it, you can, you can spend it, and I'm going to match you dollar for dollar. So basically, if you save $100, you've got $200 to spend. So for my oldest, who's much, much more money-minded oriented, he's, he's 14, he's up to 3500 So really, he's got $7,000 saved for his first car. But my youngest one, has just gotten so into the fact that he's going to have money to spend when he's 16. He's 12 years old. He's got $2,700 saved. I don't know any, any 12-year-old that has $2,700 saved. So what's happening is we're teaching him the principle of saving, even though we don't call it that. We call it a spending plan. 
We're teaching them how not to be entitled with delayed gratification. We're teaching them not to be materialistic because you don't just get this. And we're teaching them not, we're teaching them how to be financially independent because we're saying this car is yours, man. You're buying it with your own money. You take care of it. And so you can really hone into your kids' money personalities and, and basically accomplish everything you want to accomplish just by tweaking the way that you talk to them by really dialing into their money personalities. That, that is awesome. That's awesome. Now, I got one last question for you here. You know, if our listeners want to learn more about how to talk to their kids about money and purchase your book, where can they go to get that information? Absolutely. There's two places. Our website at themoneycouple.com and also on amazon.com. You can get our latest book. It's the five money conversations to have with your kids at every age and stage. We know that this is a must-have book. It's one of those parenting books. I know I've got three or four that are just my staples. We know that this is a staple that needs to be in each and every parent's hands simply because money impacts just about every decision and discussion that you have as, with your children. So absolutely crucial. We're a, we're excited because we are able to provide this money personality assessment for these different ages and provide that code in the back of the book so everybody can get their actual assessment for free. So go to themoneycouple.com to find out more details. And if you just want to go ahead and purchase the book, you can go to amazon.com as well. Wonderful. I'm sorry, you guys. That's all we have time for today. But I'd like to thank the money couple, Scott and Bethany Palmer, for being with us and sharing their experience and knowledge. Guys, you both are truly rock stars. Thanks so much. Well, thank you for having us. It was great to be with you. Great. Folks, our financial experiences, whether a good experience or a bad one, really comes down to one simple element, planning. You see, financial planning is a very misunderstood concept. In actuality, it's really very simple. It's all about the equation of time and money. Correct financial planning allows us to reverse the sequence from spending time making money and it allows us to convert that money into time. I think it's important to remember that prosperity is not only about financial security, it's also about abundance and growth. So I want you to grab a pen and paper and answer this one simple question from today. Based on what you learned, what one simple thing could you do this week that would move you forward on the route to financial prosperity? Write it down, make a plan, and make it happen. Go to themoneycouple.com and get that book. You're going to find that it's going to be an incredibly powerful tool for you to help you gain much more financial prosperity for yourself and for your kids. The financial position you find yourself in today is your indicator of how well you have understood and applied these basic 21 principles. It's my hope that you use this wisdom to achieve what is most important to you. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Prosperity Talk. Please visit my podcast channel at www.financialprosperitytalk.com to listen to previous episodes of this podcast. I also want to invite you to connect with me on all my social media channels. It's Facebook, Twitter, Google+, LinkedIn, and YouTube. You can find a link to all my social media on my website, www.pchristophermusic.com, and learn more about the Golden Route the 21 principles of financial prosperity there as well. I invite you to follow me and have a discourse with me so you too can have a very successful, positive financial experience while you live your art. 
You've been listening to Prosperity Talk with the financial prosperity coach, Christopher Music. For more information on prosperity principles and how to apply them to your life and your business, visit Christopher's personal website at pchristophermusic.com or connect with him on Facebook at facebook.com slash pchristophermusicauthor. You may also call Christopher's office at 727-588-1540 to request more information or arrange for him to be a guest speaker at your next event. That's 727-588-1540 or visit pchristophermusic.com. Dot com.